Super Fight Freaks podcast. It's me. It's your boy, the H-Town Hitler. And I'm joined by my guy. As a matter of fact, our guy, D-Raz, a.k.a. the Chinatown Coon, a.k.a. the Frampton Faggot, a.k.a. the Frampton Gadget. Gadget, how you doing today, man? I'm doing better than ever, man. How are you? Doing good, man. Uh, Look, I, I think the last time we came at these freaks, we told him you were going to have a fight. I don't know if we've done an episode since then, but you had that fight. Mm-hmm. It was That's a dom- right. it was the dominant win. It was a main event. Top of the card. Top of the billing, main event, and I go over. So, I listen, I, I, I'm in the main event. Not only that, I go over in the main event. So, it was a big, uh, it was a big step forward for my career. And, for, and for, you know, for, I like to think of my career as our career. It's a freaks. You know, yeah. I'm one of the freaks. And, there is never there's there's not many freak fighters out there. It's like I'm carrying the weight of a nation, and so for us that was a big step for all of us being in the main event and going over comprehensively in that main event. Yeah, now now you've set your foot, you you you've put uh, stamps down. You're building a fan base in Wyoming. You're building a fan base in Colorado. You're hitting all the flyover states. Right, right, because that's where a lot of the freaks live. That's where a lot of the freak freaks reside, and in, in those oft forgotten. Uh, corners of the country so that's that's where i'm hitting it for that's where i'm that's, it's this is, a, this is a grassroots movement you know and so that's where we're starting all of this exactly so l- let's say that that was your second fight you, you, your first fight was about a year ago right you took a year off the game get your mind right you, you had your second fight you went over clean it looks like the third fight is right around the corner i don't know i, I don't want to say it yet but i hear i hear the room room i think the engine is revving and i think it's about to be all signs ago where are we going straight to the fucking moon? If you're listening to this, you're on the ground level. Is that right, D-Raz? We're on the ground. Yeah, exactly. If you're listening to it right now, we're on the ground level, but you need to get with us soon because we're not. I'm not going to be here for much longer because uh, I've got one goal, and you know, that's, that's to win belts and, and make millions. So that's the whole plan right now. But we're on the ground level as, as it currently stands. But, yeah, it's it, I'm raring to go. I took a little bit of time to get my mind right, to get my body right, and to – to put the finishing touches on this Harley, but uh, it's ready to go. It's, it's I'm ready to take it out of the shop and put it on the road. So, yeah, you know, it, it there's nothing to it but to do it at, at this point. So I'm excited, and yeah, the next fight's right around the corner. And I'm two and zero, but I won't be two and zero for long. I'm three and zero right around the corner. That's what's up, man. And look, and look, I I think uh, a lot of the longtime freaks, and I, I want to say this: if you're listening to this episode, and we know you're out there, I check the analytics all the time. You're, you're one of the few. You're one of the chosen. You know, we don't got a Twitter that we hawk. We don't got an IG. We don't got a Facebook Live. We don't got a Zoom Pro. We don't got an, an IG. We don't got none of that shit. All we do is we record this shit and we put it out there into the dark and in the ether and you consume it. So you're one of the freaks. And if you've been listening to this for a while, you've known that that was the whole mission statement of this fucking show. Yeah, there is no schedule. You don't know when it's going to come out. A lot of times we tell you an episode's coming out and it doesn't come out. It doesn't come out. For, and that's just a test. That's just a test. Yeah, yeah. And, and and I know the real the real freaks out there know. We say an episode's coming out and it doesn't come out for until seven weeks later. Yeah, you roll so your they fucking know. That, eyes. That's how that is. You know, the the real ones are there. You know, well, there is no schedule. There is no time and a place. And I see but you guys the in the chat reads, now. I see the when 100... the knocks on the door, you answer it, and then that's all there is to it. That's what's up. And I see you guys in the chat now. I see the 100s just flowing because you're agreeing with everything we're saying right now. Uh, we do this for you guys and we do it for us. But uh, that's it. We, we don't promote. We don't ask for a review. As a matter of fact, if you leave us a review, you can go fuck yourself. Right now, we got a 1.0 uh, from one review on iTunes and we want to keep it like that. 
Look, that, look, we're we're not playing their fucking game. We we would never get an ad revenue anyway. Uh, the sponsorships weren't that you know they they would never pay us anyway. So we don't need to play their game. We don't need the reviews. We're giving you the information, and you're going out into the world, and you're uh, disseminating that information on the masses. That's all that matters. So as long as we're doing that, that that's all we're here for. We're here to educate you. We know all this shit. I know we all we all. We yeah, you think I'm doing? You think I'm doing this because I don't know? You think I'm trying to learn oh, something? We tell you so you can go to the water cooler and be the smartest guy in your office, be the most well-rounded human uh, in your community. That, that's I've, I don't wa- I haven't watched the fight in three years, and I, and I haven't been wrong once. I'm not allowed it. You know, I live in a city where there's a lot of sports betting, there's a lot of sports books. You can guess which one it is, and I'm not allowed at any of them. I'm not allowed at any of them. Like, I haven't watched a fight in over a decade. I'm not allowed to place a fucking bet. It'll bankrupt the whole damn city. So let's get started, man. Uh, I'm, I'm going to pass it over to you. I'm going to say this real quick. The real freaks know. But at this point, man, you, you've been I think you've been fighting longer than you ha- than you haven't been in your life. You t- you just turned 26. Uh, yeah, you've been in this game longer than you haven't been. How old were you the first time we stepped in the gym? I want to say you were nine or 10. And then your first fight was at 11 or 12. I might be wrong. How do you remember that? It's crazy to think. Yeah, it is crazy to think. Dude, I want to say I was. I want to say nine years old, either nine or 10. Like you said, I think that's right. And actually before we, I don't, we don't necessarily have to count this, but before we went to the gym, before I ever went to a boxing gym, our dad got us, we're both kids. He got us a punching bag. Do you remember that? Before we went to the gym the first time? I don't know. We had a punching bag in our backyard. I do remember the punching bag hanging from that tree. That the yeah, that that was grassroots. That was some real shit. That, that was, was grassroots. Fun. That was before the boxing gym. That was before the box. That had to be before that even. But I remember yeah, the. I, think I remember the first time I went to a gym. Right, uh, I, I was doing the wrestling, and this is why you know I look. I know that wrestling is a combat sport. I know it has a very, you know, it's one of the oldest combat sports. Fine, I get it. I'm with you, but it's not the same as boxing, man. Uh, I, I, I was doing wrestling at a young age, you know, a- amateur collegiate style, what a freestyle, whatever the fuck it's called. And I loved it. I'd go to the tournaments. I wasn't even concerned. Uh, the coach had to get on to us cause we, we were trading Pokemon right up until our name was called. Not, not a care in the world. Okay. But the first time when I got my grades back up and I was like, Hey pops, I'm ready to go back to wrestling. He was like, nah, that's all we're going to, we're doing boxing now. So the first time oh, I, I went to a gym, this story. I didn't know that. Yeah, the first – yeah, you were dead maybe. You were – I don't even know if you were alive. Oh, no, you had to be alive. Uh, I think I was alive. I yeah, you were alive. alive. But, uh, yeah, the, 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 the first time I went to a boxing gym, I was like, man, whoa, 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 what the fuck is this? And just even sparring, bro, every single time it was like an existential crisis that, uh, oh, yeah, this is live or die for me right now. You know, I'm trying to make <laughs> – I'm trying to make backroom deals uh, uh, with the guy I know I'm going to spar like, hey, man, you know, this is – I, I got a long life to live. You know, I don't even want to be here right now. And, you, you know, I would try to, uh, to, to, to pull that kind of shit. And uh, it, w- it wasn't so much later in life uh, when you started going to the gym with me that uh, I was just having fun sparring and, and enjoying it, you know. And uh, we, we, we never did that touch shit, gay shit sparring. All of our sparring was it's, it's real shots, no blanks. Everything is coming, coming to no, kill. Live rounds. Live, live rounds. And uh, always fun, man. But uh, so, so yeah, th- th- I just wanted to say that, man, you've been doing this thing for a long time, probably had about 100 amateur fights. And here you are, man, you're revving to go. So tell the freaks, tell the freaks about the second fight, the whole experience, man. 
Well, look, two and zero to you know skip to the end. There, it's two and zero. That's that's the most important thing. But yeah, you know, I, I think that's funny when you were talking about uh, how you would have those existential crises because uh, I'm sure it's normal. And I think I, I I don't know when that feeling left me, at least for sparring. Yeah. But it, I had the same exact feeling you did. I remember as a kid. And not every kid's like that. There are some fucks out there who were very cavalier about the sparring. They didn't give a fuck. For me, there, it was there are never some people. Like that. Who are cavalier, not just about the oh yeah, they, you know that's something. Yeah, I will say there are some people who are cavalier about just the sparring uh, off the rip. Yeah, and that's something I don't. There's people I've sparred that I they know they're about to get fucked up, yeah. and I don't know, man. That still doesn't affect them. They're still excited to do it. Sparring is fun. Yeah. Like I like like I, I think when you get into it and you start to appreciate boxing, and we're not talking about that gay hipster Gavin McInnes style of sparring where it's just touch and you know you get to feel like yeah man. No, I'm talking live rounds. It is fun. You you do enjoy it. You you do like the thrill of a fight, but it's not fun when you know you're gonna get your ass kicked, and it's definitely not fun when you're getting fucked up, and it's not fun when you're gonna go against somebody and you already know you're about to get fucked up. That that's not fun, uh, and and that's still not fun to this day. Um, well, you know what? It's funny to me because, like, uh, I I never have those feelings, or if I do, you know, the, to me the only scary thing is like, oh man, uh, and this is this is a this is a, the psychology a peek behind the psychology, dude. What's scary to me, or or what gets me psyched? You're up, talking presently, like as you are now. Always, it's always okay. it's, it's like this now, but it, it it was even more when I was younger. But it's always been like this, and I think that's what it always was for me. And tell me, I want to hear from you. What was what, what scary, scary for you? What was this, the actual aspect that, that freaked you out? I don't get freaked out. I don't ever think if someone's going to fuck me up. I'm always pretty confident. Like, oh, I'm going to beat this guy's ass. Whether or not that's true, whether or not that happens, uh, you know, maybe, maybe not. We'll, we'll see what, you know, in the words of George Masvidal, you know. So yeah. who knows? But what psychs me out is when, uh, when you or my coach or someone, I can tell there's expectations. Yeah. They think I'm, or I'm supposed to do good or whatever, you know. This is another good person, and they want I'm supposed to do good. You know the the expectations. That's always been my uh, scarlet letter. That's always been the thing that's hampered me and psyched me out. Even as a kid, and even till now, that when like, oh man, when uh, I can tell everyone's thinking something or everyone wants me to do something or they or they they don't know. This is a fifty fifty. Whatever. Those ones always side. Those are the ones that always. Get me because if honestly, if, if if the sparring was if I was going in, there was no expectation like, oh, he's gonna get his ass kicked, or oh, this guy's really and that happens sometimes too. Like, oh, this guy's really, really. And I've sparred and I, we've talked about it, I've sparred some very elite, world class, top of the line, top, yeah. the best it possibly be for for that you could you could ask for sparring. I've sparred the number one people, and uh, I, I'm not scared one bit for those sparrings, I don't care because there's just. The, the, when they talk about, you know, there's no pressure, oh, all the pressure, that's so true. Because when there's no pressure, I'm not scared at all. I'm actually supremely confident. I always think, always in those moments, I always think like, oh, I'm going to surprise this guy. Oh, I'm going to surprise these people. I think I, I really believe I'm going to fuck this guy up. And again, sometimes that happens and sometimes it doesn't. But that's always what doesn't, like there's no, when there's no pressure, I'm not scared at all. But the pressure is what it will get, what yeah. gets me. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, that makes a lot of sense. I, I mean, for me, though, I, I never had that pressure, you know, like uh, when even when I was young and, and going into the boxing, like uh, dad never put the pressure on me. Like, I I think he always saw like, oh, this shit ain't going to work out. We're just doing this. This is just for him. <laughs> you know, it was never. So I never felt that. So even from a young age, all the way up until I was grown, 
and sparring and you were there for all of that sparring you know it was nothing special um coming from me and zero expectation placed on me by the coaches or anything i was just a guy um very rarely i think that anybody even hit pads for me anything i ever did was just from me (laughs) (laughs) you know like nobody ever took special time with me you know and and that's how i approached it and that was fun man you know even in high school i would set up fights uh, I was always the guy, hey, I bought gloves, so we're going to start boxing each other. And then uh, when MMA was popping up, hey, guys, I bought these little four-ounce gloves. We're going to start fighting each other with that. I was never scared for any of that um, at all. I liked it. What always scared me, even from a young age, well, when I was little, everything scared me. But but as I became grown, the only thing that scared me is when I knew, I knew what I was. And when I was going up against somebody who was taking it seriously, and having fights, you know, and they had some kind of goal. Yeah, that that intimidated me because I was like, all right, yeah. So mine was all analytical intimidation. Like, oh, yeah, he's definitely going to whoop my ass. <laughs> you know, th- yeah. So uh, that's yeah. always I what scared me. Completely different levels maybe. and We've just had completely different experiences. Because, yeah, for me, that's when I'm like, oh, yeah, I, I always – you, you had expectations those. from the get. When we first took you to the gym, it was like, yeah, this guy's a firecracker. You know, it was always uh, – uh, um, you, you know, we, we – we always expected something of it. Yeah, it's definitely different for, for, for the both of us. Yeah, yeah. And then, yeah, yeah. So I guess that's why, yeah, we have different things that psych us out. I mean, for me, it's it's a sliding scale. Obviously, if you guys think I'm going to kick somebody's ass and, and I know the guy is shit, then that doesn't that, – that's not going to come into – that's not going to be a factor if I also believe that the guy – like, oh, yeah, well, he's a piece of shit. I'll fuck him up. That that never comes. But I'm saying, like, when it's like – or me and myself, like, oh, that guy, I think – he's pretty good and you know i you know i know he's good and think that i'm they, everyone just thinks i'm better so or whatever it's hard to explain but yeah i think it's fair to say you're a very sense. emotional fighter um that's yeah. and, no, and, and that's you got you got to control the so fire much. huh yeah and you got to control the fire very emotional yeah i i hate it so much man it, it, I, I don't know if you've ever felt that in your life i'm sure it doesn't have to be fighting i'm sure you could have experienced that in a lot of different ways but that is Man, the worst feelings I have ever felt, and I always say this to my girl or to whoever. I always, I try not to say it too many to people there at the at the fights because I don't want to like psych any, like make anyone think anything's weird. But yeah, man, it's the worst. I the feelings before a fight, they're just the worst. It's I've never felt worse in my life, and it's so weird because <laughs> you're about to do something that's so important to you, and especially if you have dreams, these are your, this is your dreams. This is the shit you've been thinking about since you were a little yeah. kid, but I've just never felt worse. It's just a horrible feeling. And it almost to the point where you're like, wow, if this doesn't go well, I'm never going to do it. If this doesn't pan out for me, I'm never going to do this again because this is the worst feeling ever. And of course I'm still here and still doing it. So yeah. Did you, did you do you like it now though? Do you like getting there and training bombs and all that? Do, do, do you enjoy the boxing part of it? That's what's so weird about it. Yeah, I love the boxing part of it. It's just the man. It's just the psychological thing. Everything you've ever heard, and I'm sure it's someone like you who's been around boxing so long, and a lot of these freaks. I'm sure if anyone's listened to this show, they've been you know involved in fighting and some at least watching it. And I'm sure that anything you've ever heard about the men, how important the mental game is, and then Teddy Atlas about the ninjas coming over. That's all so true. It's all hundred. That's all. Every, none of it is a lie. It's hundred percent true. It is. Yeah, just, yeah, yeah. The physical part is is awesome. I love fighting. I love that I get to fight. I feel lucky that I get to fight. Like, and that I've been fighting for so long, and that I'm going to keep fighting. I get to fight the best people, and people want to watch me fight. 
yeah. people are asking about me fighting. That I love all of that. That's, that that feeling, that every freak out there right now, man, you got to get yourself into some situation where you can train and then and then fight people, even if it's. But it has to be hard sparring. You know, none of that gay you have shit. To test yourself, and you got to be honest with yourself that this is a test for me. Not, but yeah, but but I there's mean, no I'm feeling trying, like it, man. I'm get my sea legs under me. It has to be a real. This guy wants to beat me, and I want to beat him. You know, whether that's yeah. in the gym sparring, whether that you get, you know, it's not hard to get a little amateur book and get some amateur fights, but you know, that yeah, stuff you'll ex always exactly, man. Like and there's no feeling like it when you do good and, and you're and you're getting shots off. Like at least for me, like I never competed, obviously, you know, but just going in there and sparring up against guys who had 10, 15 fights who I'd go to take you to your fights and I'd see them getting trophies. And then I would get in there and not even just whoop their ass, but just do, do better than expected. That That's such a, oh, I'm the fucking man feeling, you know. I loved, I loved when, you know, and it happened a handful of times where I'd get in there with somebody who had a bunch of trophies who, you know, for whatever level they were taking it much more serious than I would. And I would love looking in the corner or seeing after and seeing their training. You fucking let him do that to you? What the fuck? You know, like that, that, that for me was my life. It's all the same, man. See, I think maybe it's like that on every level because, like, look at the level I'm at, which is, you know, 100 rungs higher than you on the ladder. And I get the same feeling when I'm fighting a guy who has a world title or who uh, went to the Olympics. And then, yeah, I get the same feeling when I'm rocking him where I can see that, oh, they're, 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 they're waving the towel, trying to cool him off in the corner. I'm like, oh, look at that. That guy's supposed to be so good. He ain't shit. You know, so it's the same exact thing you're doing. You know, that that is the best feeling ever. And then, you know, I, I, you know, people always say, uh, I, I think it's a gay saying when they say, oh, I hate losing more than I like winning. And I'm like, man, well, have you ever won before? Because that is the losing is a part of life. I mean, you lose constantly. But when you get to win, especially in a fist fight or a boxing match, you got to yeah. take your shirt off and went in there and everyone was watching. I mean, there, that one to me is it makes <laughs> it all worth it. It really makes it all worth it. it it's it's a it's like it, it's such an, a crazy, crazy emotional experience like. I don't know if you can rival that. I know boxing is important to me or, or to you. It's like in our lives. And maybe other people get that feeling from a, a football game or, or sure, whatever. Yeah. But I just don't think it's the same as, as doing a, a boxing match. Uh, to me, it just, it, I don't know. I don't think there'd be anything No, like, like any real combat sport, kickboxing, you, you know, MMA, yeah. anything where you get in there and, and, and you get in there in a sense where you know you're not just going to put in work where you could actually get fucked up. Yeah, that that's a great feeling. I think every guy needs to experience that. Uh, um, I, I think it's all important the emotion, part. all the fear, all the you know, all of it. Yeah, everything. Once you go through it, it really is exhausting coming off the other end. Like, man, I, th this was a full day. This was a crazy day. And uh, like, man, you have that feeling so much of the time. I, I don't know how you feel as being on your end. You're kind of like a coach or like a family member. So I don't know how it feels for you. But man, on the end of for me. When there's a fight, man, it, it consumes my all of my thoughts, uh, yeah, especially yeah. did a lot. You know that there's so much tunnel vision for that day, and then you do the fight, and then man, afterwards it's almost like man, I, I can't believe I made it. Or you know, even if you win, it's for me, it's like not even adulation; it's like relief. Like, oh man, I, I I'm just relieved that this is over and that you know I got yeah. through, got my hand raised. That is relief. I, I'll say real quick, man, we'll just go over real quick, you know, like your trajectory. So we first started taking you to gyms and we were all like, you know, me and our dad were pretty hands off, you know, but then quickly we were like, you know, fuck this. Uh, we're going to do the training. And so, you know, like dad and I would, would take turns training you going to fights. And then eventually you just kind of became like a Ronin 
where we stopped at certain times and you just kept going, found people you like to train with and you would just go with to the fights doing your own thing, you know, but I'll, I'll say, man, watching you and just living and dying with every punch. That's how it is, man. It's, I, I took watching your fights is way more serious feeling like intrinsically for me than ever competing way more feelings. Um, yeah. And, and watching it just all click. Yeah. There's nothing like that from my end. Like, Oh man, that's the fucking best. You know, like it's Yeah. yeah. I, I don't know how to describe it. So look, let's set the stage for the second fight, right? So so we okay. we uh a couple of weeks before the fight happened, right? Um, I, I'm looking at the promoter. I'm checking box rec. I'm seeing where's the venue, and I'm not seeing any venue. So that that was a red flag. Man, this fight ain't gonna fucking happen. There's no fucking venue a week out, and then, and then finally I, I keep digging, 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 and and I see that you know what? I think your fight's gonna be at a at a fucking planet fitness or something and then i was thinking this fight really ain't gonna fucking happen sure enough it was at a gym uh what were you thinking when, when you heard that your fight was just gonna be at a fucking gym i didn't see any place in the world to buy tickets to this it was not advertised it was not mentioned uh how did you approach all that well you, you know, know your first fight was at a bar and that was a pretty cool venue it was at a bar with the ring you could buy tickets that's a cool atmosphere this second one it was like literally Fight oh. night round three, the like the very basic fucking the very uh, first, yeah. Which you think as a boxer, like that's not real. The fights aren't actually there. That's not real. Yeah, nobody's gonna wear trunks to that. There's then no. That's exactly what it was. Well, what, what were you thinking about the venue the whole time? Well, dude, I'll tell you what. Um, this is the story, and I, I think these are gonna be the fights. When if if I should be so blessed, if I should be so blessed and have the career that I think I'm I'm, I'm gonna have and that I'm working towards. I think these will be the ones I'm gonna really cherish these type of uh, fights, um, but yeah, it, it was it was at uh, we showed it to the place. You kept saying it was at a Planet Fitness, and uh, honestly, when you were saying that, and I was looking at the place in my head, I was thinking that that's great, that's perfect, I, I like that. That's <laughs> yeah, less pressure, whatever. Fine, this is just get in, kick this guy's ass. No one's gonna see it. Good. I'm just you know that's fine for me. I I, I don't care. I, I really wasn't concerned about it. Like. Uh, I wasn't going to make any bones of, you know, good or bad. That It didn't affect me at all. And then when we got there, uh, first of all, nobody in the car, other people had been fighting for these promoters. No one in the car had known. Like, none of us knew where this place was. And so uh, that was all right. So when we got there, it was it was actually like a a gym that you would do CrossFit in. You know, have you ever seen like a CrossFit gym? Yeah, a lot of open space. Yeah, um, exactly. A lot of mats and not a lot of uh, machines everywhere. Not a lot of benches not a lot of machines, everywhere. Yeah, a lot of open space, a lot of mats. What they shit hanging on the walls. Out. You huh? know, you, shit hanging on the walls. You pull that shit down from the walls and go to the area you want and fucking yeah, jump yeah. over this, this little box. Gym. Yeah. Behind, it was one building. In the front of the building was a carpet store, like Carpet World Express or whatever. But yeah. that play, that was, you know, that was not open. You know, th this is a... Uh, this is like a duplex, and, and so the behind that, connected to it, is this CrossFit gym, you know, and it's a real CrossFit gym, and uh, it had the, uh, you know, the you know, on a lot of CrossFit gyms, they have this, an area that's like football turf, so I guess yeah. you can do your 40-yard dash and see, and it's like turf, so you can see how fast you're running. And that, they couldn't remove that, but there's a lot of open space. There was still some CrossFit structures that they couldn't, they had to build the ring around it. So they couldn't, but then they just they just cleared out all the machines or whatever that you would need and and uh, put the ring in the middle of this CrossFit gym and, and just cleared it out for the day. And so when I saw it, I was like, oh, this is perfect. That's fine. This is 
uh, a great place for me to start. Like I said, I'm so like I said, I'm an emotional fighter. I'm still dealing with my nerves. I know they'll go away. I just need to do this a number of times. This is a good place for me to do it because you know this is going to mimic everything, but it's it's not going to be too much. Uh, too fast. So yeah, I let's talk like- about that real quick. I'm going to butt in for just a second. And yeah, D Raz eventually got to the point in the amateur game where he just didn't give a fuck. There was times where his hand was literally, I mean, and he, you continue to box with one hand for a while. You, were, you eventually got a surgery, right? But yeah. but when yeah. the hand was fucked up, you, you couldn't train with it. You couldn't punch with your right hand and you're a right hand dominant fighter. And you were still going to fucking tournaments, traveling and just not giving a fuck. And uh, well, I think you put on a lot of good performances towards the end of your career when you just totally did not care. But doing the pro game, taking your shirt off, it, it kind of, you know, it's like you got to flip the switch again eventually. But, um, yeah, and so you're still working that out. Well, that, yeah, that's exactly what it is. You know, and that, that's how it's been for me. You know, there was a time when we first started boxing where even going to the gym, would I would get nervous. When we very first started, man, I would get excited. Not nervous, like scared, but like nervous, excited, just going to the gym. Then eventually that faded. Then I would, you know, then it, I got nervous, excited anytime I heard I was sparring. And then eventually that faded because I, you know, I did a thousand sparrings. And then it, you know, it started again for fights. It was just like I was a kid again, nervous for amateur fights. Yeah. And then, like you said, by the end of it, uh, I all I wanted to do was fights. I didn't even want to train. I would rather have just gone to the fights, and that's what I was doing. And yeah, like I said, I think I gave some pretty good fights back towards the end because I, I just like doing that. Uh, and then, so it kind of all reset again, you know, it, it was a whole, the, the pro boxing was a whole new experience. And so it's just the same thing, but I, I've done it enough times to know now that this will pass again. I do it enough times and be, I do it enough times and I'll have the, you know, the nerves will go away. So I know I do it a few more times and yeah. I'll be operating at, at my full, you know, full potential. So, so you uh, got to the it. venue, you're looking at it, you're saying, Hey, this is the right place for me. Yeah, I got to the venue and I was like, "This is good. I actually like this. This looks like a low pressure environment." And uh, I, yeah, I think I, I'm gonna like fighting here. But I actually, you know what? I really like fighting in that bar. That that was a really cool. It was more of a raucous environment. So it's two different places. But this one I liked when I first saw it. I was like, "Okay, I, I think I'm gonna do good here." Yeah, this is this looked like an amateur show. Like you just, you just, hey, we got a ring here. Nobody knows about it other than the people who know. At least that would be my perception. Yeah, nobody knew about it other than people who know. I don't know how they turned a profit. Something tells me they didn't turn a profit. Uh, but uh, they had. Were they selling that, tickets? I don't know. They, they, uh, dude. There was, there was nothing that would indicate that they were selling tickets. There was people. There was an audience. Uh, there was a crowd of. Maybe, who the fuck were these people? Where were they coming from? I have no idea. Twenty, thirty people. I believe right. they must have been friends and family. Of the people who and just entourages, right? Just the people who travel with the fighters. People who travel with the fighters, and maybe the people who own the gym, because there did it's it, it it had a bit of a like a family aspect to it in the crowd, and of the people who are working the concession stands. It almost it gave me that feeling of like, hey, let's like the town, let's get let's put on a boxing show. You know, one of those where everyone pitches in in the town a little bit. Yeah, and they put they put on a boxing show. That's kind of what it seemed like to me because there was some, there was like a very young girl working the can like a a ten year old girl working the concession stand. So I'm like, oh, that must be somebody's daughter. So this seemed like a family effort. So I, I'm guessing that's who was in the crowd was people from the local high school or middle school or whatever. But um, it was good enough. It served its purpose for what it needed to be. 
All right, man. So let's talk about let's talk about the Wayne and the weight cut, man. So anybody doesn't know, D Raz probably comes in at at five ten barefoot. I, I would say I, I don't know. I, I put you at about five ten. Yeah, yeah, that that yeah. should be good. Five ten, five eleven. In his build, he's not he's not a skinny five five ten. You know, he's he, he's he's a good five ten. You know, he's he's not narrow in the shoulders. He's not narrow in the waist. He, he's a good. He's a brick house at five ten. Um, yeah. You were uh, how, how much weight did you have to cut? So a week out from the fight, what do you weigh? A week out from the fight, I weighed one fifty seven. So is it about a ten pound cut? It's about a ten pound cut. How was that? Uh, you know what? It wasn't bad, but uh, in the in the middle. Because talking this, to you the day before, you sound like you were about to die and retire, dude. Well, in the middle of all this, I'll say this: in the middle of all this, uh, and and the reason I took some time off from between the there's been that gap from the first fight to the second fight is because I I was changing my body composition, which a, anyone who knows anything about fitness is knows that's not an easy thing to do, no matter what size you are. But certainly the size I was starting from. Which would that have be, you know, a regular athletic person? Maybe I wasn't like my t- top physical physical uh, condition, but I was still an athletically inclined body. It's hard to change your body composition. So I was in the midst of doing that. And I don't have to go too deep into the dieting and all that, but you know, I was doing some pretty extreme dieting, some ex- running some extreme calorie deficits uh, to make the weight and change my body composition, which I successfully did. But, um, I was right in the midst of that in, in, in the lead-up to this fight. And there's no excuses, but in the lead-up to this fight, I had been getting told different things about the dates. And that's just the nature of it when you're a low-level club fighter trying to make a name for yourself. That's just the nature of it. You know, fights fall through. Everything's running on a shoestring budget. They don't have enough money to pay you. They barely have enough money to pay themselves. Everything's running just by the skin of its teeth. So things fall through. Thing, things aren't always 100%. And, uh, you know, they told me, you know, hey, you're fighting in February. And I was like, oh, okay, I'll, I'll be ready to fight in February. And then, you know, they said, hey, and then I, you know, a week before, hey, for sure, you're fighting February 20th or whatever. And I said, okay. And then, of course, February 20th uh, doesn't, you know, it doesn't happen. So I was like, okay, well, I'm going to keep, you know, I'm still dieting. I'm still doing all that. I'm losing the weight. Things are looking good. And they said, hey, you're fighting March 11th. And I was like, all right, well, I'll be ready March 11th. Then the next week, the promoter says, oh, I don't know about March 11th. March 24th, though, that's the date, March 24th. And then I said, okay, okay. And then about, you know, a week before March 11th, they say, no, no, you're on the card March 11th. That, that is happening. So there's just a lot of back and forths. And the point is I never stopped dieting. I never stopped running a deficit. So when the weight cut started, uh, it's the day, of, okay, this is the time for weight cut. I was 157. I hadn't had too many solid meals in me uh, prior to that, in the month of March. So the weight cut would have started like March 8th. In those eight days, I had like three solid meals maybe two and a half solid meals in eight days already. So I'm already kind of depleted. So that's when I started to cut and I ended up getting to like 146 and a half. So I made the weight, I made the weight a little bit more than 10 pounds, but it was very hard. One of the harder, it was, it was very hard. All right. So you made the weight. It was no easy feat. And let's talk about the wings. I thought that shit was funny. You sent me pictures from it. Uh, This is the first time to me, you look like a boxer. You, 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 you had a nice physique. You were svelte. I could see the abs. You looked depleted. You look like you should have always been looking for these weigh-ins. It's like, oh, okay, he's actually fucking doing it. That got all of us hype on our end. Like, oh, shit, D-Raz is, D-Raz is serious. But uh, yeah. let's, talk, let's talk about that venue because it looked like, for me, it looked like it was in a Panera Bread, and it looked like uh, people were just trying to eat their meals and enjoy and kind of like, you know, when something weird's going on that you're not a part of. Like, imagine if 
people were like awkwardly singing happy birthday or like shaking hands. You're kind of looking, but you kind of just want to enjoy your meal. Like, hey, I got here to, I came here to have this bacon turkey bravo, came with my girl. We're kind of just going to try to ignore whatever the fuck is going on over there. Uh, that, that's what it looked like to me. What was it? Uh, yeah, that's what was going on. Um, the weigh-ins in conjunction, I don't know. I look, dude, I don't know how these promotions work or who's booking this shit, but the weigh-in place, the venue for the weigh-in was a, uh, it was not where the fight was. It was at a bar, like some ribs sports bar. It, it was a local joint, but think of it, it, it was like a, like a Buffalo Wild Wings, but more of an emphasis <laughs> yeah, yeah. on the bar. So people were just trying to watch the NCAA qualifying bullshit. They were not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. And they and they tried to put us all. It was actually kind of neat because there was a main area, I guess, for yeah, mainly for people that wanted to watch the NCAA tournament and shit. But if you kept going to the back, uh, there was like a bookshelf that opened up and it like led to this back. It was like a gimmicky thing. And it led to this back room. And that was the bar. And there was patrons back there. Uh, just ordering drinks, but uh, it was also where the scale was, where we would disrobe it and weigh in. When, when people saw you guys getting undressed, were they like, what the fuck is this guy doing? Uh, 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 maybe they had been told that this was going to be happening, but uh, listen, it's not like we're Canelo or anybody that they gave <laughs> out. They didn't give a yeah. shit. <laughs> uh, these yeah. bozos in their underwear. <laughs> and, uh, you know, you're you're giving it giving us too much credit there. They yeah, the, the pictures are great because there's a picture of you facing off, but in, to the right of that picture, you can see like you know a couple of people maybe on a date or just trying to end their week with a smile. You know, the kind of drinking their tecate, you know, dirty style with the lime and the salt and shit on yeah. on the cup. And, you know, they're just kind of, look like they're trying to not to make eye contact with any of you guys. Yeah, this would definitely be a scenario, you know, in certain places in the ghetto and things like that. If a fist fight broke out, maybe everyone would crowd around and start cheering, start hooting and hollering. This was the type of establishment where if a fist fight broke out, we would both be removed. No one would cheer. No one would, you know, no one would, have, you know, no one would pull out their phone. <laughs> yeah. All right. Security would come and remove us and, you know, do one of those things. So. Don't give them yeah, any attention. Just let, let's like, get them out of here. Yeah, yeah. Fucking embarrassing themselves. Embarrassing. That. It would never be a Facebook post about it. So, so what do you think about your opponent when you got to see eye to eye with this bozo? What, what was your impression of him? Uh, man, I got to tell you, you know, it's, it's, and it's funny to say, uh, it's embarrassing to say even, but. You know, psychologically, I'm, I'm, I'm my biggest worst enemy. I'm always psyching myself out because you can say it much more objectively than I can, but wasn't a very tough-looking guy. There was nothing about him that would think, okay, he's going to be able to do something. That, you would see these two guys, and you'd be like, D-Raz is going to fuck up that guy. That's what I can tell from this picture. These two guys, one looks like he's going to get his ass kicked. But, you know, I don't see it that way in my head. When I'm looking down. You know, I'm scared. I'm scared behind uh, whatever face I'm hey, I don't know on. if you got the grinder on in the background if you're trying to bevel an edge right now, but just go ahead and we'll do that later. Okay. Does it sound better? Yeah, it sounds better. Yeah, no. But, yeah, no, I'm scared uh, facing off and all the worst things I'm thinking. I'm just hoping I don't look scared, you know? <laughs> yeah, 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 for sure. All right, man. So, uh, okay, so. Well, what did you think when you saw him? When I saw him, to me, he looked like he just had accepted his fate, and uh, I, I think he took one. I, you, you got to look, man. You, you got this crazy mullet. You don't, you don't look like you're, you're fucking around. I, I think you look intimidating, and I think he had just accepted his fate, and he had the whole app, 
attitude of, hey, I'm happy to be here. You know, thank God that I made it. You know, the car got us here. And okay, I'm just going to do this thing. He looked like he I, was. That's exactly what it fate. was. I think it's probably exactly how we did feel. But, you know, in my mind, I can, I can never let well, I can just never leave well enough alone. I have to always think like, oh, no, I haven't been training that hard enough for this. This is, this is the big test. And then, you know, I mean, I know as soon as the fight's over, I mean, and there's certainly been enough time removed from that fight for me to feel like, God, that's so ridiculous to think like that, especially yeah. with an opponent such as that. That's so ridiculous to have that train of thought. But that's what it was, man. All right. So so let's talk about the fight day, man. So so fight day, any, anything you want to say, anything out of the ordinary, anything you want to unpack there about the actual day of the fight? Oh, man, these days are always so tough. The 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 – the day before, certainly because of the weigh-in, but you know what? The weigh-in, for as bad as it is, it at least gets your mind off of that, you know? There's still one more hurdle between you and getting in that ring, and it's the weigh-in. So you're kind of focused on hitting the weigh-in. But then right after the weigh-in, between the weigh-in from the time to the fight, it is uh, you, that's, that's where your mind goes to some dark places, and that's where the despair really uh, sets in and we're talking like i'm you know you're facing the electric chair which that's not happening that's never happened to anybody you know even if you were fighting mike tyson in his prime all right so you get banged around for a round and a half and it's over you still get into you know it's no big deal even if you do lose you know who cares but uh that 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 the day in between the the way in and the fight days when you're like man this is it i better just enjoy my time now so that's really what i'm thinking going to sleep waking up that morning i'm thinking just enjoy yourself just you know, I'm just just don't even think about the fight. You deal with that when you get there. And I think everyone thinks that, whether or not they won't admit it. I think everyone's thinking. You think it would have been easier think- to have some of the guys you had with you towards the end of your amateur career? You know, like like your you know your good friends, your good buddies, like Scott. You think that would oh, help yeah. you to have him there? Uh, uh, I think just- that would help immensely. Yeah, yeah. there is a little. I, and I hate to admit that, but yeah, and in my in my uh, additional this, my head coach couldn't make it to this fight, so that was even more so. I was I had to room with someone who I had only met that day and uh and the whole team was you know they either didn't speak english or if they did speak english this was the first time we were meeting each other so yeah that, that would certainly help having someone i'm much more comfortable with uh, yeah like you said would having dad there have helped you a little i well you know it's, <laughs> double-edged, it's a double-edged sword uh i guess but um like I said, it's just, yeah, you just, uh, but I do think every fighter, even if they have their team and their best friends and their family there, I still think they have those feelings like, oh, just enjoy now. Don't think yeah, about yeah. the fight. But think about that when, when, it, when you need to. But you, I, I think everyone feels the same way. You know, I don't want to spend any more uh, time thinking about this than I have to. So if I'm not at the venue, I'm, not, I'm, just chill, I'm just chilling. So that's how I was trying to do, man. Do my best to keep my mind off of it because it, it's, you know, I know I'm going to be, freaking out when when the time comes what did what did you eat before the fights i remember some of our uh mud show outlaw fights when, when you were an amateur you were big on having a buffet and and, yeah. this, and what's funny is the amateurs you know if you don't know you weigh in just hours before your fight d was big on like i'm going to the buffet and he, he wasn't even cutting weight really <laughs> you know but he still <laughs> wanted to reward himself i i guess for showing up and it, he was big on the buffet Let's go to yeah, the, 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 the buffet. Let's get the water glasses, fill that bitch up with Sprite, and let's kick it for four hours. And I'm just going to keep eating and eating and eating. And uh, I, I think a lot of times you went overboard. Uh, oh, yeah. it, it impaired Dude, you. you what, I had uh, 
after this way, and so it's a similar thing, but this time with liquids because you're, you're so depleted. And uh, I got uh, drained, and I wanted water so bad that right after the weigh-in, I went right up to the bar, and I said, hey, give me a glass of water. And then she said, oh, yeah, sure. And I crushed that glass of water, you know, as quickly as she poured it, as quickly as I drank it, and she gave me another one. And I put back 14 glasses of water. Uh, <laughs> nice. And then I, I, I like, right after I, I got one, I It's actually away. pretty a bad idea. Yeah, I mean, I guess it's – dude, once that first drop of water hits you, though, there's no stop. And I knew in my head that, oh, you're not supposed to do this. Like, this isn't going to be good. But also in my head, I said, look, it's only fucking water. First you got to go to the Vitor Belfort fight, the Vitor, Vitor Belfort route next time and just chew on some ice. <laughs> you know, like, get it in you slowly. That's what I say to do. But, yeah, I've, I've crushed 14. And, yeah, I had to go in the bathroom and lock the door. I thought I was going to die or something, man. It was crazy. But, uh. No, so I, I, after the after that weigh-in, I think I went to uh, try to be sensible. So I drank the water, nothing crazy. And then I think I went to uh, Olive Garden to uh, go eat. And I had some pasta, maybe some spaghetti and some salad, some soup, so whatever. No I ordered a first meal from Olive Garden, like the standard meal you would get. And uh, I, I think I took a lot. I think I ate that. And then uh, I think I had a, I just had some snacks, some pizza okay, and okay. shit. Like snack so pizza. pretty reasonable then. Yeah, nothing buffet like. Uh, then maybe the day of the fight, I had like McDonald's in the morning, and then uh, I don't even remember. Maybe not McDonald's. I don't remember what I had, but I it, it was it was all well within reason. I don't even remember what the last meal was before the fight. Yeah, probably something. All right, that that's fair. Okay, I'm just, I'm just curious. So, so Diaz is mature. He's shown growth. He no longer gorges himself up until the minute yeah. of the fight. That that's I maybe would have been. I didn't know where any, we didn't. I didn't know where any buffets were, and we were without a car, so. It had to be with that water. <laughs> okay, nice. All right, so man, let, let's talk about the fight then. Yeah. So your expectation going into this fight, you, you were telling everybody it was going to be a car crash, and um, I, I think it was unwise of me. I, I I was lighting that fire. I was throwing fuel in a hell yeah car crash style baby, and uh, the, you know there were some sensible heads coming from other directions telling me you got to stop telling them to do the car crash shit uh that that's not that's not a good way to go but uh you had it that said in your head it was going to be a car crash yeah that's what you wanted the fight to be yeah yeah that's not on you that's on me you know i've been doing this a long time so that's on me for saying that and you know regardless of what anyone says i'm the one getting in there but uh, more than anything i don't even think i really did car crash style i think no no he did it just psychologically putting myself in that mindset when i didn't do car crash style I think it was like, oh, there it is. There I go. Here I go again. Fucking up. You know, so it was not good to put myself mentally in that mindset. But were, were you thinking in this fight to... at all? Were you able to uh, to just react moment to moment or was it just a blur? It, it was a little bit of both. I was it was a little bit of both. I was able to react. I wasn't able to do anything more than kind of like the bare minimum i was able to react knowing that i'm okay okay i'm winning these moments i'm punching you know I'm, this is exactly you know i know i'm winning i know i'm using i'm punching way more than i'm winning these moments but i'm not able to put myself i wasn't able to I, it was just a blur in the sense that all i can do is move my arms i can't go into that next gear and use any level of thinking or like forethought or think that would separate uh, uh, like a good fighter from a great fighter. Is, is that different than, than you sparring uh, current day? Oh, it was, yeah, it was way different than sparring. How's it different? I was able to have enough autonomy to know this is what I've got to do when I've got to be punching more. I've got to have, you know, enough to, you know, not let the fight get away from me, but not enough to 
anything I not do. enough to what you, you cut off for a second I know I can I said you know I had enough autonomy over myself to not let the fight get away from me to like know like well I'm gonna win and I just I'm gonna win doing this but not enough to take any risks or to do anything you know I would say like fancy or, or anything with the style points you know do anything that I know I, I know I can do Oh, I was I wasn't doing any tricks, man. I was just riding the skateboard. I wasn't doing any training. Yeah, yeah. Like for me as a viewer, it looked like uh, D Raz. He 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 got a car. We somehow got the car to the top of the hill, and there was a finish line at the end of the hill. A couple of little turns he should make, but to me it was like D Raz was just like, "Hey, I'm gonna get this cinder block, and I'm gonna I'm gonna put the car in drive. I'm gonna put the cinder block on the uh, on on the gas." And I'm gonna hop out this bitch, and wherever the car <laughs> happens to drive, that that that's what happens, you know. And uh, it was a car crash like that, in a sense that there was nobody behind the steering wheel. That that's what it looked like to me. But let's talk about it. So it went four rounds, um, which was good. I think you got to get all four rounds, which was that was fine. You clearly won most of the moments of the fight. The guy was fighting very negative, in the sense that uh, uh, you know, he he didn't want a lot. As soon as Diaz would hit him, he would continually kind of go for a takedown on you, you literally hands to your his head to your hips. He would duck all the way down. Both that said, he was very shit. One of the worst guys you fought in years. And, you know, you just kind of maybe didn't have the performance uh, 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 that, that obviously you're capable of. While yeah, also yeah. winning every moment, you know? Yeah, yeah. And I think that's a good takeaway. You know, it was a comprehensive win. It was uh, 40 to 36, and that's all anyone will ever – see when they go back is oh they can just look at the scores and see every judge scored it every round for me so that's good because i think you know i was really sad i was really bummed out um uh, afterwards and uh, i don't know if you do you know who kayla harrison is yeah i've, I've heard the name i know she's uh she is she, is she the girl that's uh in mma yeah she's the pfl girl yeah 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 yeah, yeah. so she's the pfl girl the judo gold medalist and she, I, this is not the case for her anymore, but there was a while she was undefeated, like 17-0, or I don't know what her record was, but it was something like that. And she had all knockouts, uh, you know, whatever it was, 12-0, 12 knockouts, whatever it was. She was the champion. And then at some point down the line, it's a couple of years ago, you can look it up, she won a fight uh, in the same fashion, like comprehensively, won every round, but she didn't knock her out. She didn't win my knockout, and she was bawling. And she bawled, and she bawled her way out of the cage, and she was crying all the way back to the locker room. She had won, but it just wasn't by knockout. Do you remember that? No, I'm, I've, I've only watched ever a couple of her fights, no. So I definitely oh, haven't been following her. Than me. I've never even seen her fight. I just know – I know of her, and I know that that okay. little fact in the lure. That, and I, we, I'm sure we spoke about it at the time, probably on one of our older shows. And I remember thinking, like, oh, what a – that's so gay. What a fag. And then uh, – I'm thinking like, oh, this is the same thing that happened to me, except mine's way even gayer than hers. Mine's way <laughs> stupider than hers. <laughs> so, I, you know, I should, I should be more compassionate next time if I, you know, next time I face or something like that. But um, yeah, it, it was uh, not, but now that I'm removed from the fight, like I'm actually very grateful that it happened the way. I think I'm gonna get, I'm gonna take way. It was a much better experience to get able to go those four rounds. And at least in my head, I, I don't know how it looked, but in my head, nothing going right. Nothing, you know, this is all this is all wrong. This is all bad. And still, you know, finding the way to win and getting the time in, in the ring, I think, was, is going to be important 
for someone who operates so emotionally like me, I think that's going to be really important. Yeah, I, I, I honestly, I'm really grateful that you didn't just blast them out there immediately. Yeah, that would have been cool. That would have been a, a fun little video. But uh, God, it, it was really, I, I think it was really good that this happened. Uh, um, yeah, j j just so you can see, you know, how to approach this shit better. Um, yeah, so stuff you already know, but I, I think it was good to see it on the surface there. You know, uh, yeah, yeah, no, I guess really I beneficial this experience. This is a very valuable, almost invaluable experience to have this. And I think especially if I want to go where I want to go, I need to have a few more experiences like this where the fights don't come so easily, uh, even when there's – yeah, so I think it was a very valuable experience. And, and then the more I'm removed from it, I'm like, wow, I'm glad it happened. And I feel confident knowing I can get through it. You know, like I said, I don't know how it looked. It probably isn't, it wasn't even that bad. But in my head, I'm like, it, I, I remembered feeling – like, wow, this is bad. This isn't good. This is who this isn't working and uh, getting through it, you know, so I'm really glad that I got to go, you know, through that and come out the other end. And I'm going to you know, probably have more of those experiences, hopefully for different reasons. Hopefully I have those experiences because the guy really is good and I have to dig down and beat him. But either way, I'm glad uh, that I got to do that. You know, I think that really is going to do it's going to do me way much, way, a lot better for me. Then, like you said, if I would have just blasted them out in 30 seconds, then that really does nothing for me. Yeah, 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 no, no, exactly. Yeah, no, so I, I think it was a really beneficial experience. But let's talk about the ending, right? So they read the uh, they read the cards and they raise his hand. But and what did you that... think about the fight? What did you think about the fight? Uh, in what way? Well, just uh, when you watched it, what did you think when you were seeing it like the real time? What did you think was going on? When I watched it the first time, man, again, like it was – I guess real time, yeah. You watched it not live, so you'd already known the result. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, you know, like, uh, man, how many times have we talked before a fight? How many times have we talked after a fight? You know, I, I can read you like a book. When the the, the voice I hear, you know, you always kind of like traditionally, you you. I'm one of the last people you call, I, I guess, before a fight if I'm not there. Yeah, and, usually uh, the last person. Yeah, and so you know, that's always a good way for me to do a heat check on you, see how D-Raz is feeling. And, and I, I knew before this last fight that the nerves were definitely, uh, um, you know, you know, like Teddy Alice says, you build up that wall to keep the ninjas, you know, from going over. They're still going to come over. Well, th this was, they were laying siege to the city. I, I can tell D-Raz, motherfucking butterflies have blotted out the sky. There is no light. Uh, yeah, D-Raz sounded shooken up on the phone before the fight. And then when I heard you talk after the fight, you just your muted tone. I knew you weren't happy. Um, but uh, so, yeah, that, that's what I was expecting. You know, a, a fight that uh, you, you weren't pleased with. And yeah, it was, you know, when I watch your fights, I've, I've seen seen you fight live so many times. We've been watching streams of you fighting live so many times in the amateurs, uh, you know, in your last fight was uh, uh your first fight I, I got to stream that live too and yeah man i live with and die with every punch and i just felt bad for you man i i just kind of that that was my impression that man i know this isn't what d-rez wanted you know and i could just see that it was uh, a frustrating night for you but um i i also saw glimpses of, of what you could do i saw a lot of improvements uh, uh in a lot of subtle ways but yeah it was just I could just tell that Diraz was emotionally being overtaken in the fight. He, he th th this was not who he is. You know, it was it, the the nerves got to him. That that was my big impression of the fight. Um, yeah, the, the, I, I there was not much more to th think of that. The fight kind of replayed itself over in a loop. If you watch a small cataclysm of you know any forty five second clip of that fight, it's the same thing on repeat. You know, over and over and over. And uh, 
yeah, look, you, you, you still, you, you, you let everything get to you and you, you still came away with the win, but you, you know, I'll also say this, man, just knowing you over the years and people can say, oh, you're just biased, you know, um, oh, you just feel like that because he's your brother. You know, I feel like it's not, man. I, I know you so well. I've seen so much of you and I just wanted to get to that point where everybody else can see what I see, what I know is there. And, um, yeah, th- this was just it, it was a little it was a little frustrating just because just I knew you weren't happy with it. And it, I could tell you just weren't able to do kind of everything that you went in your mind that you were going to do. And it was oh, it was just one of, one of those days, man. I've, I've seen you have them before and, and, and this was one of them. But yeah, yeah, man, that, the time where you talk to him on the phone and you think uh, like, oh, wow, uh, he sounds calm or he sounds ready to go. Uh. I don't know. I feel like I always don't sound very good. What do you? So do you you, you always that? sound tense. I, I I can already. I always can tell that there's a fire lit under you. But uh, th- this one, it was just a little more. I, I can tell that. You. I I could tell shit was burning down around you. I could tell you weren't cooking. You know that yeah. that you know you're supposed to be boiling water, but I I can hear I can hear flames. It sounds like the whole fucking kitchen's on fire. That 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 was my impression. But and, and this is what I was, I sound better than others. You think? Oh yeah 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 for sure. And um, th- th- and this is what I was gonna say, man. You know, seeing D Raz, seeing knowing what he's capable of, I, I know D Raz, and like people can say, "Oh, you just say that because he's your brother." No, 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 no. I'm always so confident in in D Raz. You know, much more than he is probably in in of himself. That I'll fucking easily bet my last dollar on him every time. I don't care who the fuck is on the other side because because I know when the switch flips, there's nobody fucking with him. And and that's what I, I really feel like. So I I don't care any any one hundred percent of the times for all your amateur fights, one hundred percent of the times for all your pro fights so far, and always be that way. Is I'm confident Diaz is going to win. Yeah, you know, I, like, I, that, I, like I I don't even conceive that you're going to lose. And if you do, oh well, well okay, fine, whatever. Okay, shit. And somebody was going to win. Somebody was going to lose. But I'm I'm yeah. fully. It's a full belief that that, that I have in Diaz. Always, no, no matter who who the opponent is. So, and I'll say, dude, I, I feel the same way, like about it too. Like when the fight bef- the, before the fight, the the leading up to the fight, the week before we go, the day before I go on the plane, I always feel like, oh, I I'm hundred percent gonna win. And like I said, I will. I think I will always feel like that, no matter who it is. Uh, it, it's just uh, about doing this more times and and, and get it, you know, getting the nerves out of the way. Because once the nerves are out of the way, like you said, the flip's gonna or the switch is gonna flip, and it's gonna be. Yeah, I'm really going to be taking people to task because uh, that's how it got toward the amateur thing where it got to the point where I was 100% confident b- before the fight, going into the fight, in the ring, waiting for the bell to ring. I was confident, like, oh, yeah, I'm going to fuck this guy up. So I know once I get there uh, in these pro games with these little gloves, it's going to be – there's going to be a lot of a lot of beatings I'm going to be dishing out. Yeah, you know, like uh, uh, you, you got to call it. You're gonna spar a guy. We won't drop his name, but it's a, it's a, it's a top ten guy. It's a top flight guy that you were gonna spar him, and you told me about it, and I was so not concerned. Like, oh, this is this is fucking easy work, you know. And, yeah. and, and uh, that, that's exactly what it was. But yeah, that's what I'm always expecting, you, you know, or not not expecting. It's just what I believe is gonna happen. Just the yeah. same way that that you go to sleep. And you know that the sun's gonna rise tomorrow if you wake up. That, that that's how I feel about Diaz. You know, like oh yeah, he's gonna he's a, he he can fuck this guy up. It doesn't matter who he is. You're right. Yeah. This time I, on the phone talking with you, I try always try my best to hide it from you and from everyone I talk to. I always try to sound as good as I can. But also, I want to confide in you, especially, and maybe I never will do with that because it's gonna be. I'll try to do with you 
or the mom or something like that. I always try to say like, yeah, yeah, I'm a little nervous or whatever. Yeah. And I'll drop you guys a little nugget to let you know, like, yeah, it's not all, it's not all good over here. But uh, <laughs> yeah, this yeah. time especially, I, I felt, uh, I definitely felt nervous this time. Yeah, and it was a nice throwback uh, at the end of the fight when they announced the decision because they raised the other guy's hand, and I thought that was a nice callback to one of your amateur fights. Oh, yeah. There was a time yeah, yeah. where D-Raz went into one of the premier kind of uh, amateur tournaments, I-, I guess I would say in America, is the um, – what is that tournament that happens in Oakland? Oh, pow, the Police Athletic League. Yeah, so he, he went over there to o- Oakland for that, and uh, he went up against a guy named Damani Cato Canyon. Damani, I see you. You're undefeated right now. D-Raz is going to fuck you up if he ever gets his hands on you. Oh, yeah. But yeah, yeah. Um, th- this is a pretty decent amateur, and uh, uh, D-Raz went in there, and me and my wife now, we, we watched that live, and we were confident D-Raz, but easy. Not easy, but D-Raz iced him. And they raised, yeah, yeah, and and they raised your hand initially, and then they quickly reconvened. Like, oh no, actually, D-Raz lost. So okay, well, that's Oakland's own too. That was Oakland's own that Monica came. So that has to go into. I think that that that's why that shook out the way it shook out. Yeah. So uh, whatever, but uh, it it was a nice little callback because you know you beat the brakes off of this guy for four rounds, and then they raised his hand. What was your initial (laughs) reaction in that, dude? Well, man, I'm already, you know. I'm you're disappointed, kind of, you know, when the bell first rings. Maybe some relief. Maybe you're a little disappointed immediately. I don't know. But, and then they raise his hand. What were you thinking? Okay, so, okay, so uh, when the fight ended, I was like, well, damn. Like, man, I was hoping for more. I was hoping for more. But also, you know, I'm happy it's over. I'm happy it's over. I'm hoping for more. But I was also thinking in my head, like, it's so hard to do it Man, you're in the you're in the fucking fist fight, so it's very hard to see what's happening. But in my head, right after the bell was over, I was thinking, well, like, well, I definitely won, right? And so uh, <laughs> I, I do the only thing where I asked the coach, and, the, and this coach was not my head coach; he's an assistant coach. So there's already there's a weird relationship there. But I, you know, I asked him because in between every round, you know, I was already telling him I'm gonna knock him out. So he's been kind of on my ass the whole fight. Like, are you okay? Go go, go fuck him up. So there was nothing positive. In between any of the rounds, he never said anything positive. So afterwards, at the bell, I was like, uh, "Did I? You think I won?" And all, he very briefly didn't even pay any attention. He's like, "Yeah, oh yeah, you clearly won." But like that's all he said. He didn't. He didn't want to give it much attention. Like I wanted like a lot more reassurance, but he kind of yeah. brushed it off like it was an absurd. Yeah, obviously he won. But to me, that was too blasé. It didn't. It didn't reassure me any. So he said that. Like, yeah, yeah, you won. But then he still went into the diatribe about, like, well, what the fuck, man? You need to be listening. You got to be jabbing more. You know, saying all things. Yeah. It's not wrong. But so he just kept kept the coaching up. You got to keep jabbing more. So I was like, whatever. I wasn't listening. And I was like, oh. Yeah, no. He just said to me, like, you know, like the uh, – he was coaching. You know, he just kept coaching. And he very quickly said, like, yeah, obviously you won. But he didn't – you know, I almost felt like he was placating towards me. And he just went right back to the coaching. You got to jab. You got to be jabbing more. You got to listen to me. And I know he was right, but in the moment, I was hoping he would have reassured me more than he did. I didn't take much reassurance from that, you know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so anyway, I was like, okay, whatever. I wasn't quite listening. I was more focused on in the thing. So we go to get our hand raised. And then I'm still like, well, I, I, and maybe I'm the only one who saw it that I won. I don't know. Because you know how it is in a fight, man. You never – I mean, you're in the fight. It's so hard. You don't know what's going on, right? You know? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, it's, it's a complete – yeah. Yeah, I think I was like, well, I think I won, but I, I don't know. And then I had the interaction with him where he just quickly said that he thought I won, clearly. But I don't know, I was hoping for more. And then they they say his name and raise his hand. 
And my heart just dropped. I was like, oh, I can't believe this. And then not only – I almost wasn't mad. Like, I can't believe that's a robbery. I was just mad. Like, I can't believe I lost to this guy. And so I looked back and I was like, no. You know, like, no way. And then, I mean, I hope this never happens again, man, because it's the worst feeling ever. And I look back and then the announcer looks at me and he's like, no, 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 no. And then, uh, they, you know, they reverse the decision and say I won. Yeah, they, they actually say I won, that he read that wrong. And then I made him do it all again. I made him, hey, you need to raise my hand. They raised my hand. And they raised it. They announced it again. Everyone said there. They announced it again and raised my hand as I'm the winner. And, but it was a bad feeling. And they even to make it right, they gave me the mic and let me cut a promo. But I wasn't in much mood for talking, but I got to cut a promo afterwards to make What'd it you say? That. What'd you say? I didn't get to catch any of that. It wasn't my best work. You know, this that was my first time on the mic. So I don't know. I just thank the fans for coming out and promised them next time I'm, I'm going to, you know, lay a beating down. And then the lady said, oh, you know, she, she in her Joe Rogan response, she said it was an honor, you know, to watch you fight. It was an honor to do that. You know, you, you did great. And I said, well, you know, next time it's going to be even better. So, you know, make sure you save your tickets and I'll get you on the next one. You know, and uh, that's what I said. But yeah, it definitely wasn't the time yeah, for Hulkamania type promo. Feeling. It wasn't the right time. I, I didn't have the energy. Actually, I got out of the ring, and a lot of the anyway, everyone that was there came up to me. And people wanted to take pictures, and because uh, I still <laughs> had my glasses, I had the gimmick and the hair. People liked it, you know, but it, 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 people were with it. But yeah, man, it's a crazy feeling. Like I said, to go from losing to winning like that in a matter of seconds. <laughs> yeah, I yeah, hope yeah. it never happens again. Because I literally look back, and how often does this work? Zero percent of the time, probably zero percent of the time, I looked back and said, "No, that's got to be wrong." (laughs) Yeah, H Town. This time, they were wrong, and they corrected it. But how how many times has someone lost and looked back and said that that must be wrong? And no way, that's wrong, right? How many times has someone done that? Uh, one hundred percent of times, and it's never worked. Uh, it's never worked. Yeah, it's never. They're never wrong. The first time they read the card, they're right. And this is one of the ones that literally this is it's probably happened before, but if you could quantify it into a percentage mathematically, it would be zero percent of the time that works. But they said it and I looked back and like, no, no way. And then the guy said, Oh yeah, you're right, no way. And then I did win. I won't win. <laughs> but again, yeah, yeah. that was so rare. I should have bought a lottery ticket that day, huh? I should have fucking went right to the gas station, got a lottery. Well, I don't think it was a good omen. I don't know. I don't think that's <laughs> that, a place all your yeah, I don't think that's a bet on seven or bet on red. No, I don't think that's a good omen. Um, but but it's funny because you've also had the inverse, you know, where you thought you won and they raise your hand, but then they they give it to the other guy too. You've had that happen to you in the amateurs. Yeah, so that's happened to me. Yeah, it's happened to me twice. But um, yeah, it's a it, 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 on that feeling. Well, you know what I'll tell you on the inverse. Uh, you feel it's so funny because on the inverse, I feel when it happened the other way, where they said I won but I lost. That time I felt robbed, right? I felt like, well, that was a fucking robbery. And now this time, I feel like you said that's not a good omen. I feel lucky. I feel like, oh, I got lucky. Yeah, I, I, oh, I, actually won. I, <laughs> I could see that. So it's so funny when it happens the other way. When I actually did lose the fight, I'm like, well, that's fucking bullshit. I'm, I'm counting that as a win. That counts as a win. And then uh, the time where I win, I'm like, oh, thank God. Uh, I hope that never happens again. Yeah, so, you know, I, I think it's real beneficial. You know, usually I know we ship posts. We come here, we drop the gamer words. Uh, but, but but I think this is important, man, um, it, because D-Raz really is. I, I think there's a high likelihood that he's going to do something big. And uh, 
I think it's important for us to document this shit. Everybody here on the on the ground level, I know this is one our show typically is, but I think this shit's important, man. Imagine how valuable it would be if you could go to to, to to some like a real fucking guy, you know, Canelo or De La Hoya, and if he was talking about each fight by fight experience, uh, I think that's something you can only get here, and you, and you can only get it here. Nobody else is doing this. Um, this is and- candid, candid thing that, yeah, you're not going to be able to see, you're not going to be able to see these fighters really protect. The, the, themselves i'm being candid i'm telling you the real emotion the real experiences and being very vulnerable about it you know you know and we can all relate to that man like you, you know i i'm fucking in my, in my 30s and i'm trying to get this computer science degree you know while my wife is finishing her her med school shit you know so uh, i feel like in some way my trajectory is up even though i i'm already aged out of the fucking industry even though ai is already taking my job whatever it, 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 it's it's full speed ahead but man even earlier in this semester on, on this mobile development class i'm taking right it's in like ios and android you know writing mobile apps and shit there was literally a time before uh, um i'm like i'm like doing this group project that spans the whole semester right and i'm middle of the semester maybe week eight and i'm just feeling lost i'm feeling like this is not working out dude and it was like 2 a.m and i'm waking up in the middle of the night, fucking groggy at it. I'm looking at like, okay, how can I transfer my degree? I'm switching my degree, dude. This is over. I'm dropping out of this class tomorrow. Uh, this is not going to work out. Y- y- you know, whatever. If I, don't, I don't care if there's a lot of gray left. This isn't going to fucking happen. And then obviously now we're week 13 or 14. I have an A in the fucking class. It's, it's going fine. But it's like, you know, what we all get in our head so much on, on shit that's important to us. And, and D-Raz is no different, man. He's a freak for sure. But uh, he he he's just like all of us, man, and we're gonna be able to be here for this ride with him. Yeah, and this is just the beginning, you know. I, I wish I could impart to everyone like how scary those moments, how 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 all the roller coaster emotions, the highs and the lows. Um, you know, I go through it all, but I want to say it's just the beginning. I'm two and zero right now. That was the second fight. I'm two and zero, and there's gonna be a lot more to come. That was just the beginning. So if, you, if you've been here from the beginning or you're just getting now or you're going to come later and listen to this retrospectively, you know, there, there's going to be plenty of more highs and lows to come. So, you know, yeah, so it's, to, it's looking like you might have your next fight in May. Um, who knows if we'll do a show before then, right? Uh, who knows what we're saying it now. It looks tentatively like it could be May will be your next fight, which is just a couple of weeks away, three weeks away. I don't know when in May. Uh, what do you want to say about that, man? Oh yeah, man. Well, look, uh, I'm I'm gonna get better every fight. That's the thing, right here. Yeah, I, I know I can do big things. I know I can do some really big things. Everything we've always talked about on the show, everything everyone's hoping that I can do, I know I can do. So that's what this is about. You know, I'm just getting better every time. And the next time I'm gonna be in that ring, I'm gonna be a more composed, better version of myself. I'm looking to be 100% better than I was last time. And then the for my fourth fight, I want to be 100%. Uh, uh, times two improvement and i'm just gonna keep going that way and before you know it i'm gonna be knocking the heads off a world champion is it a car are you is it gonna be a car crash next time next time it's gonna be a measured approach i don't care if the guy is zero and 20 i'm coming behind the jab a measured approach and just doing the things that so you're not you're not gonna put a cinder block on the gas and step out of the car and where the fuck it goes it goes you're gonna drive the car no you know you know what you know part of me thinks when i said that i got into that mental mindset and that's what fucked up was thinking that if i don't knock this guy out i can't if i don't blast it if i don't catch him early then that's it then there's nothing there's nothing i can do that's what i was thinking against this guy so mentally like i said i ended up not even really fighting like that but mentally that is what happened and i got myself kind of psyched out when oh i don't go now i'm in here i gotta be in here for 12 minutes i gotta beat them all 12 minutes oh 
hell no, no way that can happen. Look, so that's stupid. I need a guy. That's that's what I did. And that's not look, 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 I don't care who. Like I said, this next fight, I'm coming in. I'm taking it seriously because I know I'm better than these guys. I can be better for every second of this life. So I'm not going to.